Hey everyone, welcome to After the Kids Go Down. We're your hosts. I'm Eileen Sonu. And I'm Bona Lou. Okay, I was actually thinking to myself about all the different types of social media today to see if I could think of more than just Instagram. And mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter. And there's actually a lot. There's TikTok, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, YouTube mm-hmm. Marco Polo's one. Mm-hmm. And then WhatsApp, the, WhatsApp Cacao Talk. There's one I think that young kids use called Be Real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is supposed to be like, I mean, exactly what it sounds like. They just like want it to be more real, right? Like no filter or no. What I know about it is at the same time every day, the app will ask you for a photo of wherever you are at the moment and it'll take a picture with both cameras on your phone like facing towards you and facing away but you have to be on the app at the same time as all of your friends to be able to see everybody else's pictures too oh and because then it the disappears? photo disappears oh mm-hmm. but that's kind of that's ridiculous because then i feel like you would be like glued to your phone mm-hmm. and i feel like yeah you would have to be watching it basically and i think it's several times a day that sounds very time consuming the, the feeling that i have in talking about social media is kind of like david and goliath i feel like i'm standing in front of like a giant that is just all consuming and all eating. I don't know. I feel like I'm up against something really large, like talking about social media. It forms the basis of so much of today's culture Mm -hmm. and everybody's on it. Mm. I don't think people are very open about their love-hate relationship with it as Mm. much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's just a lot of like humor and enjoyment and sharing and pictures and all this around it. So I feel like honestly talking about social media's benefits and downfalls feels very intimidating. Like I'm standing in front of a giant. I see what you're saying. Yes. I feel like I've said this in like other episodes before. I mean, even just about the freaking Christmas cards, that's not social media. Maybe that's like a analog type of social media. You know, this idea of like questioning, like why we do certain things. I feel like there has always been pushback. When I ask someone, what's the point of this? Like, what's the point of like posting all these pictures mm-hmm. or like sending these things? You know, people generally get it, like the the tension with all of stuff like this. But I feel like it usually lands on that I am the problem. Like that my mentality mm. about not being able to accept it and mm. like... um. Like, like being able to that word, by the way, accept. Yeah, I always notice the way you say that word. Oh, is this to be accept? That's how. That's how I say it. So every time you say it, I, I like fixate on it. <laughs> how are you accept. supposed to say it? Isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it's no, there's no correct or wrong, but I, I think. <laughs> no, what is it? No, I think because I say accept. Yeah. Like I love all vegetables oh, except except squash. Yeah. No, but I'm right. acceptance. acceptance. Yeah, but it's the same pronunciation, I think. <laughs> Wait, please don't lose your point. Okay, I'm sorry. What were what were you saying? Work on your point. Derailed you over something so silly. Um, it's not so blatant as like they're like, well, you're the problem. But I feel like it kind of dances around this thing of if you can't handle it, like you're comparing yourself on social media, so you must not be happy, or like you're the one that's like feeling jealous, or you're mm-hmm. the one that's like envious. You know, mm-hmm. um, like if you can't handle it, then just then I guess like then you just get off of it. You know. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't think that should be the point. I don't think it's just that like one person or this like small a minority of people can't handle it. I truly believe everyone knows that social media is a problem. Do you think everybody knows that? I don't think everybody agrees on that. I don't I think mean, everyone, it's mind blowing to me that they don't. There's a study after study after study 
saying how detrimental it is for our mental health. It's like the whole reason why there's the debate right now about banning social media, right? If for mm-hmm. at a certain age, I feel like that knowledge is so widely known mm-hmm. now, but I think it's more convenient to ignore it because people want to keep going on with it. Mm-hmm. I Maybe think that- it does fill some people's buckets. I mean, like maybe this generation who, who, you know, meets people to date online or even finds friends online, you know, maybe they, or, or like are really deep into their online communities. I don't, I I believe, I think that's all out of hurt. I honestly think that is all. You don't think that really Mm -mm. fills a need for connection for them? No, I don't think that's part of like the human existence. But is Um, that just us being older millennials? But isn't that even part of the problem though of why like the teens are so depressed, you know? Like, so you mean like if that does feel like real connection to them, that's an even deeper problem because they're moving farther away from what it means to be human. Right. I think it causes uh, like a internal angst and like existential crisis. Maybe it does feel like it's fulfilling some kind of void, you know, but I don't think that existential crisis will ever go away because you're not actually having human connection. And what is the point of being alive if it's not for like human physical, personal, interpersonal connection? Social media has a very, very specific function in, in the kind of dopamine releases it gives you. I think when people like... And when people comment on how beautiful you look or how incredible your family is or how awesome you are at your job or whatever, I think those are all quick dopamine hits for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, what what I'm trying to say is like, maybe you're right in that it doesn't fulfill that same need for human connection and in-person intimacy, but maybe it's being replaced by just this quick ego boost and quick dopamine rush, which makes you feel really good in that moment. I do want to qualify all this. I want to say something. And I've been thinking about this. I also have my own very deep love-hate relationship with social media. When I am talking about its downfalls for me or the risks or the criticisms, it's not coming from a place of somebody who doesn't use social media and doesn't um, get the same like ego boost from it. I do the same things Mm -hmm. as everybody else. Mm -hmm. I go there for the same things. And then I think I find myself um, just feeling empty or feeling bad, like feeling worse than I did when I started. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about that. I know what you mean. I feel like, yeah, same. I go on it for the same reason, Mm -hmm. curiosity, Mm -hmm. just like voyeurism, whatever, the dopamine hits. I don't think there's ever been a time where I'm like, that was a great 30 minutes to an hour spent. Right. Like that was amazing. <laughs> you know, Definitely want to do that like again. two hours, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and this is related. I'm going to try to make this connection. But I read this thing recently. It was a random thing on social media that I read about mm-hmm. about running and how one of, this, one of the things that running helps you develop is the ability to be alone with your thoughts. Okay. Mm. In my mind, I was thinking like, that's weird because I think I've come to realize that I, I really don't have a problem being alone with my thoughts. Mm. Like being alone with my thoughts feels really good to me. me and too. I usually want that, that to be yeah. just how it is. Right. That is like ideal processing. Right. Yeah. right. But, um, but I do also think that it is a problem for, I think a lot of people just to be afraid to be alone with their thoughts and want the distractions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then enter social, social media. Right. Mm-hmm. Or the assumption is that people have a hard time being alone with their thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, some reason I find that it's kind of like incredulous to me. I feel like my thoughts and your thoughts are very relatable, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and I think we've come across this before where sometimes you'll 
you will want to like over explain things, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't think, um, I think people just need it like laid out. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm, I always think like, I think people think the same things, mm-hmm. you know, it's just mm-hmm. maybe it has a harder time coming out. Like mm-hmm. they haven't, people haven't had a, a proper time to process or like talk about these things. But thing that I believe everybody wants, which is what we're talking about too, is the exploration of being honest with your, ourselves. Mm. I just refuse to believe that people don't want that. You refuse to believe that people don't want to be honest with themselves. Really? Yeah. I totally believe it. I guess because I see examples of that in my family. You know, people don't want to be honest about things because they're scared. I think it's fear-based. I think people want to feel connection Mm -hmm. and to feel understood. Mm -hmm. I think fear is a deterrent. In fear, you will push aside what you really desire. But I think that desire is still there. I think that deep down desire to want to be understood, connected, to be honest with ourselves. True. But I think people fool themselves into thinking that they are getting understood and they are getting the connection through these substituted coping mechanisms Mm. rather than really confronting truths and being honest about yourself. Yeah. And I think our society and our world just has like, I mean, millions of coping mechanisms available to us. I mean, for millennia, we've had alcohol and then there's drugs. And another one of those coping mechanisms is social media. I think a lot of people delude themselves into thinking that they don't, they don't desire that or that they don't need that and that whatever they're feeling is enough. Yeah. Do you see examples of people like that around you? Like examples of people who seem to have, um, seem to just only have like superficial connections and superficial um, and I'm, t- I'm saying superficial, superficial and, and like just in relativity. And you think to yourself, like they cannot possibly be satisfied with life, mm. but they seem to just carry on. I mean, I think that happens a lot. I guess like we, I, I, I believe that, yes, we can fool ourselves mm-hmm. so hard to the point where I guess we're, we're just like gaslighting ourselves to believe that like this is whatever is enough, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think the signal inside, I think there's something inside us mm-hmm. that still signals that it's not enough. Yeah. You know? No, so for sure. I agree why, with you. I feel like that's why during the pandemic, it revealed like how much people were really struggling. Yeah. Because a lot of the covers were taken away. Yeah. Everybody talks about how it's so distracting, how you get like sucked into these like time, what do you call it? Like the... Instagram black hole or what? what Doom scrolling. Doom scrolling, Mm -hmm. right? You get bombarded. People talk about it very lightheartedly. So you talk about lightheartedly enough until you believe that it's like not that big of a problem, I guess. Yeah, because people will so easily say that oh, social media isn't good for children and how they keep their kids off of it. But if it's true for your kid, then it's probably true for you too. But do we talk about how I've been on social media too much? I think it's affecting my mental health. I'm Mm -hmm. like gonna put some you know, safeguards into place for myself. I mean, nobody says stuff like this, you know, and and it's, it's, it's crazy to me. So my brother just started his um, fellowship in pediatric psychiatry. And I was just picking his brain and asking him if he had any thoughts or if he came across any research that, Um, Social media has psychological implications for children or people. He sent me a reply back, but he also sent back these two infographics that his hospital, you know, hands out to people. At the beginning of it, they talk about some of the benefits. They say social media apps like Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok can be fun and are designed to appeal to teenagers. They can be good places for creative expression, 
connection with peers, and learning. And then they go into the negatives. But do you agree with this? Like, what do you, what do you think about the benefits and the good things? I think you media? can always find benefits mm-hmm. in things that you want to excuse. I guess, you know. But can you name them? Because I was thinking about it to uh, myself. I was like, can I name them? I think it would be, I mean, a big one would be um, the democratization of information, I guess. Like not having. Um, but in the way like, that we use it. In the way that we use it. I think it's like access to like mental health things, you know, like all the like holistic psychologists, Dr. That's Becky. True. That's true. Um, I've gotten so many parenting things off of it, you know, that are like. That's really little, true. Um, little snippets mm-hmm. um, which is like a hit or miss because you could take it as like you know you these like little sound bites which mm-hmm. are very useful but then it's also like it's up to that person to go deeper with that you know mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. oftentimes people won't go deeper mm-hmm. but it is enough to like get it out there yeah. right yeah. so and whereas like a lot of people can't afford therapy so I think dissemination of information that you normally That's wouldn't true. have um, maybe it's just my own undiagnosed ADHD or something because I feel like I go on social media to look for these things mm-hmm. and then often I just get derailed because no. of my feed no it is not that is exactly how it's designed that is exactly how it's designed and then I get off I, after 20 minutes like have, right. having no idea idea why I got on there on the, in the right. first place. I know. I think that's a lot of people. Really? Yeah. I don't, I think maybe someone with like undiagnosed ADHD or, or, or diagnosed, I think it probably would definitely be a problem, but that's just how it's designed. I even had problem with back when AIM, AIM was like a popular yeah. thing, you know, mm-hmm. when I remember the feeling of distinct stress when I was talking to like more than like three boxes at mm-hmm. a time, mm-hmm. like that, um, it was like half elation of like, talking to people yeah and then half like well half fear yeah that i was gonna get caught and the other the third half (laughs) the third half was just like i feel so messy right now Uh, like i feel like yeah just and you're not paying attention to anybody right Yeah. yeah yeah you know from what you just said that it is designed to sort of like make you scatterbrained that state is extremely anxious for me Mm -hmm. when i'm scatterbrained like when i am most anxious i am scatterbrained So if it's designed to make you look in a million different directions, it is directly causing anxiety for me. And that's why, you know? It's just a cycle (laughs) for you. You're just like (laughs) going batshit on it. There are benefits like that, but do the benefits outweigh the cons? No, I don't think so. Okay. Do you think like, yes, there's definitely benefits for us in terms of our parenting. Right. In terms of like the, the psychological work that we do on ourselves and our families and all that like that's that's for sure in terms of social things with our friends and stuff do you think that there are benefits not significant ones i think you you know people always talk about like oh i can keep up with people that i don't normally talk to mm-hmm. or like connect with people but in to me though i'm like you don't need yeah i'm uh-huh. like you don't need to if you would naturally not connect with that person you mm-hmm. don't need to be friends with everybody i think it's detrimental to think that you can be friends with everybody and or that you you feel this pressure to like you know it's mm-hmm. not natural it's mm-hmm. not a natural thing you know mm-hmm. you're in i think it um it deters you from actually connecting deeper with like people directly around you Mm. where you can grow roots you start to feel spread so thin Mm. right so i think like that those kind of benefits when people say like it just helps me connect or like Mm -hmm. it helps me like what we said in the last episode like it helps me have this like virtual scrapbook of like memories and stuff like that i just think those are like piss poor reasons you know it's not there's no weight to it there's Mm -hmm. no weight to it where i'm like Oh, it's so necessary yeah. now. It's like yeah. something so necessary for your life that yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that all the 
the bad stuff with it yeah like is now also in your life mm-hmm. at at this cost you know that scrapbook argument like sometimes Andrew and I will go scrolling through our own Instagram to look at past videos or pictures or like captions or stories about like our family mm-hmm. um, and enjoy it. But the majority of the time, like if there's a pie graph of our time spent on social media, the majority of that pie is spent at looking at everybody else. Mm. I mean, while the scrapbook thing, like sure, when you're making it, you know, maybe that's in your mind, but I think the way that we actually use it is not like, because if that's the way that you actually used it, then every time you went on Instagram, you would just be looking at your own scrapbook, but that's not what you're doing. Like the point is to look at everybody else's lives. Right. And I think this whole idea of connect, like staying connected to others is just a euphemism for peering into everybody else's (laughs) life. It's just being a peeping Tom, you know? Like, like in a way where you don't have to, the cost for you and the effort for you is extremely low. Oh, yeah. But the gain in terms of like sites or, you know, information is very high. Mm-hmm. Because if it is like a scrapbook for everybody, you're getting to flip through somebody else's scrapbook of their life mm-hmm. and the highlights of their life that they want to memorialize in the scrapbook. Yeah. You know, we have all these reasons and all the reasons that we can come up with as like benefits, you know, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, there are all of these things like vanity, self-worth, wanting validation, loneliness. I think you kind of touched on it earlier that people will kind of like lightly talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, it's not enough where it's like the sticking point with social media Mm -hmm. existing and like, doesn't seem like it will never not exist from from our lives. I want that conversation too. This kind of goes back to the whole Christmas card situation mm-hmm. where I'm going to bring it back because there's going to be somebody out there going, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, enough about my Christmas cards. Well, that's how people treat Instagram also. I think people are like, okay, okay, enough about social media. You know, it's kind of getting old. But the point about that though is I think before I had said that, like I, um, that it was, it came off more as like a white people's tradition, Mm -hmm. but I actually thought about it more and I don't, that's not entirely true. I actually Mm -hmm. don't really even care about that part Mm -hmm. as much. I want to hear people own up to, own up to feeling vain and receive like validation. And, and I think that can sound harsh in the sense that like, you know, like who wants to talk about that, you know, but I don't want to hear it from a place of like, like, aha, I knew it, you know, it's because I feel that way. Like whenever I post something, I cannot help but feel like it's connected to my vanity Mm -hmm. and that it's connected to feelings of wanting validation. I mean, it is for me too. Like whether it's about, you know, whether it's about something superficial like looks or, you know, your like the things that you're proud of in your life, your accomplishments or your family or it, it is for the validation. It's for the acknowledgement. Like you're saying, it's a system built around that. I believe that people understand that like mm-hmm. part of the game, you know, so there's either people who are just like, well, it's just like part of the game. Like and they think that they can just play it and almost like be above it, mm-hmm. I guess. So then when I feel like it comes back onto like, oh, it's just you, me that can't handle it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, me, myself, like I- I'm just playing the game, but I get so sucked into it. So I myself should just not be on it. I think people want to believe that they're above playing that game, but I don't, I think that's a load of shit. Like, I don't think, I don't believe people are above getting sucked into mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. stuff. Everybody wants to be loved and liked. 
Like basically, if as long as you have that need, you can't be above it. Yeah. But I feel like there are people that would say that they are confident in themselves, you know, and confidence comes with like, they don't need like external validation from people. Okay. Thing. That reminds me of a story. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with one of the teenagers in the neighborhood. She's super sweet. She's 14. She was playing with the girls with me on the driveway. And, uh, I asked her, hey, is middle school as awful as I remember it? Like, has anything changed? Right. She's like, no, not really. It's still awful. Like, it's miserable. I talked to another girl in the neighborhood who's one of her friends. And when I asked that girl if clicks were still a thing mm-hmm. in middle school in 2023, that girl said no. Like, everybody's just friends with everybody. Well, when I asked this girl who I was hanging out with the same question, she said, yeah, there are clicks. It's still the same. And so when I told her about the different answer that I got from her friend, she said, well, it's because that friend is in the popular group. (laughs) So what I'm trying to say is, I think people who are on social media, Mm -hmm. I think the people who are like, oh, I'm just, you know, confident in who I am anyway. And I already like know I'm beautiful and smart and loved and important, like without all this external validation and all the likes and all the comments. Mm -hmm. It's probably because you already are getting the likes and the comments and you already feel this sense of validation and self-worth on that platform. Yeah. And that person doesn't want to do away with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you will. Because it feels so good. Yeah. So that person will validate the social media app. Yeah. They'll as justify it. As long as it's it. serving you. Right. You know, if someone feels like the game is working mm-hmm. for them, then that person is not going to want to. I mean, I'm, I won't even say like they. If I feel like it's working for me and I'm able to like find that ever so tight, sweet balance of like I can be on it, but like not um, get consumed in social media and get what I need from it and, you know, move on, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's still such a fine line I'm walking on. It's a hairline that we're stomping on. Seriously, who is really in control of that? And even take this podcast, for instance, you know, us trying to like self-advertise. I don't know how else we could disseminate so much information about like what we're doing um, without, without being able to use this platform well for us it's instagram because we won't like we don't even know how to get into tiktok we would before we started recording bone and i were like how the hell should we tiktok is you even say like do we tiktok like yeah do we do tiktok can you even have an account like a page on tiktok isn't it like tv where you just turn it on and it's just like i don't know you're asking the wrong person like i don't even i honestly don't even know and this is not and it's funny but it's not to sound like we're like luddites you know we're not i'm not against technology i believe there's usefulness in technology but it's just like it's like one more thing that we have to do to be relevant that just feels like too much so yeah i don't know exactly how tiktok works i think we're smart enough to figure it out oh yeah um but going to the trouble of like having to do that for this stupid app. I think that's the part where I'm like, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to figure it out, you know? I feel really granny though saying that and agreeing because I do feel that way too. Because it feels like, I mean, like, don't you think anytime there was a change in society and in the times, there were people like us. Oh yeah. Who yeah, are for like, sure. I just want my mail <laughs> sent by the Pony Express. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I'm like, sure I did that with every... The ponies are fine. Yeah, you know? yeah. Giddy up. 
Um, I'm sure I did that every, every interval with like, you know, yeah. when people were like getting on Facebook, I was like, oh, what's the point of Facebook? And then, then you know, there I am like 2 a.m. Like checking my Facebook. Oh my gosh, you know, that was right? the beginning of Zynga. it all. MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. I didn't really, but that kind of stuff was more just like your homepage. Could you comment yes, and you like stuff comment. like that on? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. All of it was, um, you could I didn't really comment. Do any all of it, you then. could do liking thing. Yeah. And I also missed AIM too, that time period. You did? I was in Korea. Yeah. They didn't have AIM in Korea? No, they used like a Korean one, like a Korean similar. messaging app. Yeah, yeah, it was. I spent hours like coming up with my you like oh, id oh my gosh what was your id it was something so lame i i don't even remember <laughs> i think it, it was like a fruit and then or maybe like a flower or some kind of flower or i don't know it's embarrassing your husband andrew always i feel like he always makes fun of my aim screen name what was it <laughs> i'm not gonna say tell me <laughs> let's, move, let's move on <laughs> why are you gonna tell me what is it? It was well. Now I mean, now I feel like I'm making too big of a deal. It was. Uh-huh. It was. You remember? Stop looking like no, you're trying I, to remember. <laughs> trying to act like you don't remember that shit. <laughs> My acting wasn't believable. <laughs> was it not believable? No. I'm crying. I know. I honestly don't. I don't remember if it was Sweet Angel or a- Asian Angel. It was Asian <laughs> Angel. Oh it was A Z N um A N G E one eight zero because Angel like someone obviously had taken that, so I had to do sweet Angel. Sweet Asian Angel? No, was it sweet Asian Angel or was it just Asian Angel? You'll have to ask Andrew. Wow. I honestly that part I don't remember. It was either Like as in you you're referring to yourself as yeah. the sweet Asian Angel. Yeah. That, there it is. <laughs> you think that we just sound like two embittered users who like don't get enough likes <laughs> <laughs> and we're like social media is stupid <laughs> and if we got a lot of likes we'd bad be like, for you it's so it's so amazing guys because you know like i've been able to connect with so many people that- <laughs> No, but that's what I'm talking about, though. That mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. When you can play the game and it works for you, mm-hmm. people will justify it. And people who want to keep playing it, they will just say, you are the problem. You know, mm-hmm. like you're the one that's embittered. You're the one that feels the need to compare yourself all the time. First of all, I think that I think that's gaslighting to turn it around and mm-hmm. say that like that it's you, a you problem you problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I truly don't believe I don't want to believe and I don't believe and I don't think anyone should believe that social media doesn't have all these negative effects on every single one of us. If you feel like you've escaped the negative effects of it, I think you are severely fooling yourself. Yeah, I can see your point. And like, even if it's really working for you, like you post a picture and you get a bunch of likes and a bunch of comments about how gorgeous you are. And it makes you feel so good about like yourself in your life. That good feeling, it wanes. And so then you need it again. So right. when you're standing for another selfie or posing for another picture, right. in that moment, like you're being driven by this, by this need. You're being controlled right. by something else. Like what's the end game? And I guess self love like, to love yourself. 
okay, if that's the end game, mm-hmm. then yeah, then there's there's never going to be enough on this on any of these platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think you could get fall into community where like we're talking about like all the mental health things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you can fall into community and have that kind of support. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like virtual support groups and stuff, and it could be good for a little while and maybe for a long while. But I still think if you start relying on it, though, like what good? would come out of it. I cannot see it fulfilling the end game of, yeah, loving yourself or or other people more. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned earlier, or we talked about playing the game earlier. I say that social media feels like a game to me and we all feel this need to play this game in order to stay relevant, whether it's for our podcast or for your own business or just stay relevant in your group of friends. And, you know, stay socially connected and not get FOMO. What else? To feel liked and popular. Mm -hmm. And even if that game is serving you and your ability to love yourself, I do think that for almost everyone, the game ends up playing you. And I think that manifests in your values being confused. I think even if you go into it with, with a solid set of values that are grounded in the right thing, that you have, you know, found through a lot of work and time, I think it can still shake it up. I think social media can still confuse and like mix up the prioritizing Mm -hmm. of the values Mm -hmm. that you have. And I think it does make your self-worth conditional because it's tying it to how others perceive you and whether they like what you're doing Mm -hmm. or what they say about you. I think it invites comparison. And inside of that infographic that my brother sent me, There was a saying at the top where it said, you know, these cute little quips to Mm -hmm. remember and to to use. One of those quips was care, but don't compare. How the hell are you supposed to do that, though? Yeah. There's no way that you can't compare. In order to care and not compare, Uh I think you have to be able to be like good with yourself. Like you have to be able to have like that internal self-worth and self-love Yeah, and know that like um, that you can can love and care for someone else um, and it doesn't take away from you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But as Asian Americans, I feel like that's like a really hard thing to do. Why? Because because we don't have a strong foundation of like self-love and like self-worth. This is the thing that I feel like we need to talk about in another episode, the mm-hmm. um, idea of like Asian supporting Asians mm-hmm. or like Asian competition, you know, mm-hmm. um, because any, I feel like this happens a lot when, mm-hmm. when someone else is doing something cool, great, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like something um, maybe like outside of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. I think it's like one eye, you know, looking at them and one eye is like it turning inward. Like, why am I not doing like, that? What am I doing? What am yeah. I doing with my life? You know, it always kind of turns inward into yeah. shame and yeah. guilt. You know what I think that is? Mm-hmm. I think that is the our inner voice from our parents. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Asian Americans grow up in homes with parents who um, essentially like one of their motivational methods was to compare, mm-hmm. say like, hey, so-and-so got a perfect score on their SAT. Yeah. What about you? You know, yeah. or so-and-so got this scholarship. It was like a lot of academic based for yeah. me. I don't know about for other Asian Americans. Oh, behavior too. Like so-and-so's kid is so well-behaved and, you know, so mature and patient and quiet and well-mannered. There's a lot of, I feel like, uh, shaming, comparing parenting strategies mm-hmm. that are used when we're growing up. So I think that voice inside of our heads or that uh, that demeanor of like you're saying one eye on the person and their mm-hmm. success, celebrating them, 
but then one eye turned inward, inward like critical and insecure. <laughs> that and, image, <laughs> like <laughs> the, the lazy eye, <laughs> the metaphorical eye. Should, should we use my lazy eye picture? <laughs> I knew I was about to laugh at it, and I was like, "Don't, don't steer this conversation." <laughs> I can, I can leave one eyeball on the front and oh one God, completely oh, go to the side. Talent? Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> the yeah, I know. I remember. It's I would most always, worthless I talent ever. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's our, I think it's the way that many of us were parented. The, the lack of like um, affirmation, mm-hmm. you know, that, or not having received affirmation from our own parents, you know, mm-hmm. I think it just like all kids, we know that now kids need affirmation. They need us to speak into their existence Mm -hmm. that you are worth all the love in the world just because that was not the message that we received growing up many of us yeah not all of us many of us the other thing that i wanted to say you know how you just said that in order to care but not compare Mm -hmm. you have to be at a a place where you're very secure in yourself Mm -hmm. right the majority of people that we know including us we're also works in progress in terms of becoming secure in ourselves and I think in that infographic, the other skills that they recommend that you have in order to be able to handle social media well are all these skills that are extremely difficult to develop, like like boundaries, self-awareness. Like children are not going to have this. Oh, I see. Even the average adult doesn't have this, you know? So boundaries, self-awareness, genuine connection, like being able to vulnerably and genuinely connect with people in real life, Mm -hmm. um, good sleep hygiene, time management, and being proactive. Like, let me go back to the infographic and share. Because as I was reading this section, it just seems so unrealistic to me Mm -hmm. and like underscored even more how social media is. It's like, you need to be like a really well-balanced human being to be able to like manage being on this monster devil of an app. Right. 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 But who is like that? Who is like, especially as Asian Americans. So this infographic is divided up into a few sections. At the top, it defines social media. And then the first box says what you see. Next one is how you feel. Next one is what is posted. And the next one is what you can do. So underneath, so underneath how you feel, it says stress, anxiety, and FOMO can occur with excessive social media use. If you feel like you're the only one not included or that doesn't have this type of shoes or looks this way, this isn't true, right? Okay, and then underneath what you can do. And again, this infographic is handed out by a um, children's hospital for children. Mm -hmm. So while you listen to this, think about how many um, adults you know that have these skills, much less children. Mm -hmm. So what you can do, number one, set time to enjoy social media. Another one is connect in real life because social media can distract from your most important relationships. But even then, like most adults don't make time and effort to connect in real life with all the people that they connect with on Mm -hmm. social media. And if you're going to connect in real life, like connecting in real life has value if you are really having conversations Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable and honest with one another. Because if you're not and you're just checking in and getting updates, then it's Mm -hmm. the same thing you'd be doing on social Mm -hmm. media, Mm -hmm. right? Surface level connections. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is check the time. Social media before bedtime gets in the way of your sleep and your mood. Again, it's like about, you know, not just your time management, but being able to like manage, like um, set the time and set boundaries and, and be disciplined about it. You know, the next one is boundaries. Oh, mm. Set 
work, home, and free time settings to help you create space for focus and off hours. Boundaries are extremely hard. Mm -hmm. As an adult, okay, okay, not only is it hard to set boundaries for myself, it's hard as an adult struggling to set boundaries in my own life, trying to help my child set boundaries too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to imagine having to help my child set boundaries for their social media exposure, like that's just, you know, a whole nother level. And then the last one is recognize when you're in too deep. <laughs> Do you know a single child who can recognize when they're in too deep? <laughs> no, they're not going to admit to it. Neither are adults. They're going to be like, I'm in too deep. <laughs> right. When you feel too judgy or you are questioning your friendships because of social media, it's time to take a step back. I mean, that's two steps that are difficult. One, you have to have enough self-awareness to even realize, am I being judgmental right now? Am I feeling insecure about my friendships or am I? So you have to have that self-awareness. And then secondly, you have to have the discipline to step back. Mm -hmm. These skills seem unrealistic to me. And I don't mean unrealistic in a way like they're bad. Mm -hmm. They're great. But this, what you can do, does not meet us where we are as a people. So then we go back to the question of like, well, where are we as a people? Mm -hmm. And I mean, the experience that I know as an Asian American, you know, going back to who is that well-balanced, perfect person, you know, who has all those like um, boundaries, you know, self-worth, whatever. Like we try to portray this image on mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to portray an image on mm-hmm. social media. People do it with all the Easter photos that have popped up. I kind of made it a point to like just put my phone away for Easter weekend because I mean I guess it does go in line with one of the things that you said I do feel judgy when I see those photos because everything is a crafted curated image these pictures start to pop up after church when like everyone's all dressed not not the in the morning when people are like screaming get ready like get your ass ready you know like we're going to church in our Sunday best you know Uh, like when things are the most I feel like the most expectation things become a little bit more heightened things become a little bit more stressful yeah Um, not to say that every moment like that needs to be captured Um, and those moments matter to you the realness of those moments are valuable to you yeah but but it matters also in that like like the messy parts too yeah but also Mm -hmm. that no one else needs to justify it no one else needs to see it to make it a real thing messy or not messy are you saying that when people post it it doesn't feel real for them unless they post i think i think like the whole do it for the gram thing yeah right like it didn't happen i think i think things can happen at the same time Mm -hmm. i feel like i always say that but i think things can coexist at the same time like it can still mean something to somebody but Mm -hmm. i think but you cannot separate it also from wanting other people to see it mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. it mean something, have someone else put meaning to it also. It's inseparable mm-hmm. because just the sheer design mm-hmm. of social media mm-hmm. is social. It's not individual media. Individual media, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. We should create that. <laughs> I guess it made me think of how we are, like how we function on a day-to-day as Asian American people who have, I think, have a lot of trouble self-actualizing. I know I have trouble self-actualizing. I think that is, it's it's hard to come by, mm-hmm. but yet I'm like still trying to present this image of myself. 
and I know I'm doing it. I knew I know I'm trying to curate it because mm-hmm. that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. It feels so artificial. So basically, social media and what you have to do for it feels the opposite of self-actualizing. Because like you're saying, it's inseparable. Even if you're doing it for yourself, it's inseparable from the fact that you are also wanting everyone's everyone else's eyes on it. speaking to this whole feeling of of uh, social media like a game like it's like a whole nother reality it has these different rules and different dynamics different ways that people interact and sometimes i think real dynamics are reflected there especially if it's your close friends mm-hmm. but if if it's not then it's just these half-hearted congrats congratulations beautiful family so perfect, you know, whatever. These yeah. kinds of like... Um, best husband ever, best kid ever. Right, like, you right. You fucking mean that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they might mean it in terms of having good intent, but it's not coming from a place of genuine connection with that person or really having some kind of intimacy in friendship or... Yeah, they might mean it. Feels it feels manufactured. Yeah. Right? So They might mean it in some way in that moment, But because most Asian Americans, because we haven't like, I don't know, figured out who we are, Mm -hmm. our identity, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like we haven't found this like sure footing within ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are we even talking about like on here? I don't know. It just feels like so disconnected. This is the other thought that I had with this Mm -hmm. though too, is that I think we have a hard time dealing with multiple feelings at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, like that. I mean, freaking Daniel Tiger is always like, what is it? I don't know. Jingle. Do you know the jingle? Do you know it? No, I just, I just feel like you would know some jingles. I never remember them. I don't remember. Anyways, Daniel Tiger talks about feeling two feelings at the same time. And I mean, it's something that Stan would call fragmentation. I don't know if you've heard him talk about that before, but just plainly, I think it's, um, it can go into black and white thinking, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like if we talk about an emotion that we feel that may be what we societally think as negative, you know, Mm -hmm. I think we're afraid to just like get pigeonholed into that. Even if perhaps you yourself know that being pigeonholed like that isn't like a isn't true like mm-hmm. you, you're not just designated this like sad person or this mm-hmm. like angry person or whatever mm-hmm. right but i think like, we talked about this in a previous episode before too i think it even feels unsafe to talk about it with mm-hmm. other people because mm-hmm. who if they don't understand like fragmentation or like if they're mm-hmm. not like feeling like whole as a person themselves mm-hmm. um then i think it feels like an unsafe conversation mm-hmm. right and i think that limits how truthful we are with ourselves and why it makes us want to stay on the surface with like a lot of conversations and mm-hmm. like, and with social media, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think social media allows for depth. You know, I, I have a funny smile on my face because I feel like I use my social media account. Like I, I, I still go there trying oh, to create depth and connection. You do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have my share of just superficial pictures for like funny or vain or whatever reasons. But I also post like really heartfelt moments, mm-hmm. you know, in our family's lives and a lot of multiple feeling kind of things on there. But I do know that whenever I do post something like that, I am looking for connection at that same depth. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking for somebody to reply back to me with, mm-hmm. gosh, I've thought these things before too. Yeah, it is really hard. Or like this part that you, you know, wrote about feeling this way or how Anderson said this, you know, I can really relate to that. Or 
I don't know, like something like that. But I'm always disappointed by just heart comments. Cheap connections. Yeah. And I think for the I think for the friends who comment or like it, they're not seeing it that way. They're just seeing as uh they're just seeing their response as encouragement and support. But for me, it falls short. And maybe this is to my own fault. I go to social media looking to match the connections that I make in real life. But I don't think that's what the majority of people do. I don't think it's possible. I think the reason that I do that is because it, as a writer, right, as a person like who likes to process and think in words and, you know, we already like to just write out our feelings and thoughts anyway, mm-hmm. it lends itself to being a vehicle for that. You know, it, it, is a, it is kind of like a journal of sorts when I'm able to put all my thoughts into like one piece and then have a picture like, I don't know of my kids like walking on the sand or something that kind of matches the the vibe of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it, it, it does feel um, like an expression that, that, that feels natural to post in that way because I mean, I can't really do that in real life. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in a conversation. You can't just be like, hey, can you just be quiet for like seven <laughs> minutes while I just go off on a soliloquy? You know, like you can't do that. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> And true. then you can't, you also can't like hand out pamphlets <laughs> this is how you would do live yeah like, you're like look at this picture while i talk <laughs> while i say these words <laughs> which is i guess what it is yeah right so it's in a way i guess kind of like a self-published it is creating book, yeah you know i mean that could be what it a letter is. to myself a letter to the world about myself i don't know i mean i could see that being one of the benefits of like artistry you know mm-hmm. like i mean there's so much like art and like words and poetry and whatever like created from social media like mm-hmm. um i mean i guess it kind of goes back to like democracy right like people have been able to self-publish without having to go through like such big hurdles mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but still but, I but it's not the right vehicle for it right it's not even though like basically I treat it like a homepage mm. or I treat it like a WordPress and I have these unrealistic expectations of connection and depth when I treat it as such. Mm-hmm. But it can't be met because I think platforms like Instagram and TikTok and, you know, Be Real or whatever, all these other things. It's, it's for, I think, superficial, this virtual reality game feeling kind of connection. Tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think on top of connection, I think people are also looking for acknowledgement or good jobs. Good job. You look great. It's looking for like ego pats. Yeah. What is it? Can I I refer to you as Asian angel? (laughs) What is it? Asian angel? No, I was about to be like, what is it? Asian angel? (laughs) My sweet Asian angel. Yes, you may. You may refer to me as Asian angel. Or you never told you. God, I'm gonna Um, never let you forget that. (laughs) I I know that I can be like so snarky and judgmental about this. And Uh part of me though, like I'm just like, I don't care. Like I wanna not that I wanna embrace that, but part of me is just like, I feel like everybody should be critical of this mm. you know so it makes me want to double down it. yeah it makes even it if just you makes, use it because we use it right. ourselves it just makes me want to double down there's this uh instagram called influencers in the wild oh have you seen it before Mm-mm. it's just like um people who see other people instagramming in the wild and they'll do like the pretty typical like poses like the just whatever popular instagram poses you know wait in the wild as in like out in public out in public yeah so it's almost like poking fun oh Um, okay but before i saw that uh page i had that thought 
I told Stan like way back, I was like, I'm going to start taking pictures of people who are posting pictures. And I remember there were people who brilliant, who really liked Instagram or who were like really into playing it, basically playing the game. Um, And I got so much heat for it as like, you're basically just like really judgy. And I, I mean, I know it comes off judgy. Wait, wait, wait. When did you get, when did you get flack for being judgy? Like when I said that I wanted to take pictures of people Instagramming. Oh, when you just like shared that in a conversation with friends? Yeah, I thought it was funny. And I thought it was like just like something snarky. It is funny. Why is that judgy and mean? I feel like this is a sensitive subject for people because if you want to keep playing the game, people are just going to justify it. You know, it, it, but my my whole thing about this is that like, let's just have the entire conversation. Let's not let's talk about the entire spectrum of this conversation. You know, it's not just that like these justifications like there is there's vanity involved. Mm-hmm. We feel lonely. Mm-hmm. I feel lonely. I want connection. I want someone to tell me I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, like you mm-hmm. were saying, I want people to affirm that like you look really pretty today. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, like your kids look freaking adorable, yeah. you know. I want all those things too. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's no, there's no separation of that. No mm-hmm. one is, I don't believe that anyone is above that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that and where those feelings are coming from instead of covering it up with more dysfunction, more pretending. And I think something I, sa- I was saying earlier is I don't think these are new thoughts. These mm-hmm. are not new thoughts that I'm just like pulling out of my ass. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everybody feels these thoughts, mm-hmm. but we will just like shirk it. You know, mm-hmm. for the sake of like continuing to play this game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it may it does make me feel lonely, mm-hmm. even more so because I'm like because then you know the things come out like it's just you can't handle it and like just you know if nobody You've talks actually about had it, somebody say that to you yeah more or less wow <laughs> yeah basically like just don't get on it then like you just don't get on it like if you it doesn't come off like so mean or anything like that uh-huh. but it is it is just like a I can handle it. So I'm still on it. And like I and or people will think like, I know this is part of the game mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like, I'm still wise enough to play it because I can separate myself from the game of social media. But I don't think that people can. I don't think that anyone is above that. Mm. No one's like a superhuman mm-hmm. who is full of endless love and mm-hmm. worth. I don't think it's just me. I don't think it's just us that feels this way about it. But I do think that it's easier to keep doing what we're doing. It makes me feel lonely and thinking that like no one else because it's not mm. talked about, no, or or because it's made so light of. It's not given the attention that it's due. Right. It makes it feel like, yeah. oh, I must be the only one that feels like this heavy about it. But you know that those things that you feel are very right. relatable exactly. and real and human. Exactly. Because I don't think these are like new thoughts. I think these are like age old thoughts that mm-hmm. come have come with every turn of technology mm-hmm. and that we've just managed to like shove away because we want to keep using mm-hmm. this technology. I think there's something about how technology and social media especially is all about relevance. Like whoever's on social media is relevant, right? And whoever's like pop it on social media is the most relevant. And I think everybody has a deep seated fear of being irrelevant, mm. of being obsolete. <laughs> I wanted to be like, so, you know, aside from like the influencers in the wild, like mm-hmm. me wanting to do something like mm-hmm. that. Now I'm like, when I see like an image of something that I feel like is curated, I just want to say the exact comment that I feel like people are searching for. So it's so cruel. It's so cruel. I don't even know if I'll keep this in here. But it would just be like, you know, someone posts a picture that's like, hubby did this for me. Best hubby ever, whatever. I want to be like, I'm so jealous of you. My husband never does this for me. Like, you are amazing and I want your life. That's what I want to say. (laughs) 
you know, like when they're like best, you know, blah, blah. Because yeah. first of all, yeah. those superlative comments, you know, I'm like, no one believes that. I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. I think part of it is that words do mean a lot to me and I know they mean a lot to you too. Mm-hmm. So when it's just so flippant, I'm like, this doesn't mean anything. Okay, wait, I want to say two things. I, I, you know, it's funny because you bring up the kind of posts that are like, oh, best so-and-so ever. Mm-hmm. The posts, the super like characteristic social media posts, like archetypal thing that I come up with is, and and I have done this before too, especially in younger years. You know how like using lyrics is like oh, a thing yeah. that we did in younger yeah. years? Yeah. So it's like one of those things where I feel like everybody goes through Everybody has at least one photo like this. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be like in the caption, you might write something like happy earth day. Let's love on mother earth or something. <laughs> but it's you standing there in like a thong bikini, like holding, <laughs> these, <laughs> holding these empty milk jugs or something. <laughs> and all you can see are your big ass cheeks, you know, <laughs> like, you know, what I'm saying? yeah, these ironic milk jugs in front of your like actual jugs. Yeah, but then it's like the whole thing where in the caption you write something like dreamy or or something meaningful or whatever, but the picture is really it's just just, to show off the picture. It's just vanity. Yeah, that's it. It's like you want people to tell you that you're beautiful and that you're gorgeous or whatever, but it's like you get to be doubly a great person. You get to be beautiful. But you're not doing it to right. fish for those comments. Right. You're just you're you just love the earth. I just love Earth Day. You know? Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's almost like it would just be really refreshing if it was just like, doesn't my ass look great? I've been working out yeah. really hard. No, I I'm so serious. <laughs> That's like I think it's the honesty around these conversations. For real, if I I'm pretty sure I'm certain that if I saw a comment like that, I would one probably find it's funny. And two, I'd be like, this is exactly what the picture is. And it and it correlates so well. There's no inauthenticity in this. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm, no pretending, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm pretty sure that I, I feel like I would like a photo like that, yeah. you know? So it's not really about like our human faults or our imperfect, you know, needs for love and um, acceptance and acknowledgement and and all of vanity and all of that. It's more just the honesty around it. it for me, it's the honesty. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. it's the honesty and how we keep trying to pretend. And then when you kind of try to shatter that pretending, mm-hmm. you know, then it becomes like like the one who sh- tries to shatter it. It's on you now that like you're the taboo here, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we keep trying to rebuild this wall of pretending. There is a pressure and a competitiveness that's woven into the fabric of social media where if I'm posting a picture, I I instinctively like filter the spots on my face or like get rid of the, I don't know, the lint on the shirt or like, you know, the creases in the background sheet or whatever. Oh my god! This just made me think of when we did our um, our photos for this podcast, and mm-hmm. I and I had like so much um, lint on my shirt that wouldn't. What is that called? What, um, what are those pills? called? Oh yeah, yeah. My shirt was piles. That that's 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 hemorrhoids, right? I don't know. Piles is hemorrhoids. Ew! I didn't know it was called that. That's gross. In, that makes um, it sound gross. And I think people in the UK call it piles. Oh my gosh! Oh, the <laughs> Um, <laughs> but the amount of pills that were on my sweater, mm-hmm. like, would not. There was like no amount of editing that would like rub it away. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, but now I almost feel like for this photo, I feel like it has to be like a very <laughs> honest photo for our Instagram. <laughs> so we'll see TBD on what that will be. We're digging ourselves a really big yeah, hole right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this stuff is, I won't say it's not easy, but it's things that I really want to talk about, you know, but I, I want more people talking about it, you know? More people just like being honest with it. Hey, hey, I can't just be hard for you. I have an honest question for you. You know, like our manifesting, what does that thing say? Oh, manifesting or some shit. Manifesting or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. That picture of you, Mm -hmm. do you know that that picture of you is a great one? I know it's not a bad one. Your bod looks hot. I I know that my bod doesn't look bad. (laughs) It's not not a bad bod. (laughs) So, so, so I was okay with it. I was okay with it. There are no rolls on my body. You look so cool right now. <laughs> I'm hot. I'm hot I'm talking like, about this. I just took my sweater <laughs> off and over my shoulders. I'm hot. Um, yeah, honestly, that picture, I wasn't like, no, 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 let's not post it because I feel self-conscious of it. I honestly, it, I'm, I wasn't thinking like, this looks like a hot picture. I was like, I'm okay with it because it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with it to me, you know? Mm -hmm. But another part of that though, Mm -hmm. too, another part of that is I have been running now for about like two, three years, right? And part of running what, which that I love so much is that I feel like a lot of it is um, internal work, you know, at least in the ways that I do it now before I feel like before running was more just like I just want to lose weight Mm -hmm. you know but now it's like I feel strong internally and I feel like mentally strong Mm -hmm. um and so you mean internally like muscles no like just like like your soul like yeah like my soul (laughs) like my spirit my internal muscles (laughs) not your triceps and your glutes my core okay um no just like emotionally spiritually Mm -hmm. um I feel stronger than Mm -hmm. I ever have Mm -hmm. and I do attribute that to exercise well I'm just I'm just like I I didn't think anything of that, obviously. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, my friend looking banging. So it's great. But I'm just thinking of like from the perspective of somebody who doesn't see our point. Mm. From their perspective, could they think, well, you think, you know, you don't, you don't think you look bad. And so you proudly posted that. Well, same for me. I mean, I don't think I look bad. And I like posting these pictures Mm-hmm. of myself like how would it be different like where would the discrepancies be because then in both of those instances mm-hmm. i guess you guys are being honest and nobody would know that you're being honest about the fact that you like that picture and you posted it unless i'm like well, be, unless we're talking about it right yeah. now well our after the kids go down instagram account it does feel a little different to me because we are i mean it's not excusable in like mm-hmm. what, the, but again, I think this is why we have such a hard time with it. We mm-hmm. post very sparingly, you mm-hmm. know, it's been taking like, it takes a lot for me to post a story, yeah. you know, like I have to work myself up to it, you yeah. know, but it feels different because I do understand that we, we are, I feel like we are trying to play this game because yeah. we want the likes. We want this podcast to freaking blow up and mm-hmm. it's not, you know, guys, hello, anyone out there? Like we want it to. <laughs> A big part of it is that I just, I love doing this with you and that we love doing this in general, you know, but, but I do want it to build into something Mm -hmm. where it, where the external worth will justify it Mm -hmm. because we're putting so much precious time into Mm -hmm. this, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like I, in this case, I do have to play the game Mm -hmm. because that's the only way I can understand how, if there was a way 
not to play this freaking social media game Mm -hmm. where we could blow up. Mm -hmm. Please, somebody tell me, please, you Mm -hmm. know? You're just sacrificing your hot bod for the business. (laughs) I'm just taking one for the team, (laughs) man. I'm just taking one for the team. Um, But again, I think all these, all of this also requires like just a lot of honesty, you know? And I I think I value that a lot. And I I do want to keep doing that. But it almost feels like honesty doesn't get you anywhere fast. You know, like I feel like we could play the game. I don't know, really selling out Mm -hmm. like our our values are mm-hmm. like what we believe and like how we interact with social media mm-hmm. as part of me feels like i feel like i could really play the game and i feel like we could just right mm-hmm. maybe i don't know but because i feel like we because i want our integrity to be intact mm-hmm. at the end of this mm-hmm. it feels slow i don't even know how would we make it i mean if we even if we wanted to sell it i don't even know how how do we do that what are you thinking Oh, like a happy birthday picture? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, you holding two jugs <laughs> and saying with your ass out saying happy birthday. How about you have your ass out and I'll just show my jugs. <laughs> <laughs> your actual jugs? <laughs> my actual jugs. <laughs> you don't want to see my actual jugs. Not right now. <laughs> Not after two kids. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how we would sell it. I think, I mean, yeah, I think vanity has a lot more to do with it. Yeah, I think we'd we have to spend some, a lot more time on social media. We would have to pay some more money for photos, I think, mm-hmm. it, apart from like having a really pilly sweater. Yeah, yeah, more time on social media. I think that it means that I think there's a lot of things that um, surface level things that we could talk about mm-hmm. that would get people's attention. That's true. Yeah, the topics. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't think we would have talked about uh, white people so much in the first episode, the first like three episodes. Yeah. I don't think we would have talked about that. <laughs> have you heard of Brother David Steindelrast? I think that's how you say his last name. Mm-mm. I actually came across him in this poem collection that I got from the library. Oh, is today National Poetry Day? I think it's National Poetry Month. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. they had a bunch of poetry collections and books out mm-hmm. at the library. And the dedication at the front, he has two quotes there. And the top one is by Brother David Steindl and It says, joy is the happiness that doesn't depend on what happens. Mm-hmm. And I so like I that. got curious about this guy. And um, he actually is a Catholic monk of the Benedictine order. Um, He's an author, a scholar, and also a TED Talk speaker. And uh, I watched his TED Talk. I would recommend it. He's really cute. Like, so he's 96 today. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think he was in his late 80s when he did his TED Talk. But he's from Austria, and he's just a really cute old old man. So he says this, what we really want is joy. We don't want things. Gratefulness is the key to a happy life that we hold in our hands, because if we are not grateful, then no matter how much we have, we will not be happy, because we will always want more of what we have or something else. He also says that happiness isn't what makes us grateful, that gratefulness is what makes us happy. This made me think of social media because, well, first of all, okay, first of all, social media, I think, is that something else or something more. You know, it's always showing us like something, some other house that you could be living in or, you know, some other job that you could have or some other dress that you could have worn or Mm -hmm. whatever. So he talks about how gratefulness is what really makes us happy. And I feel like 
every time I go on social media, it is, it makes it difficult to just be mindful about my own gratefulness because you're just completely inundated with all of that something more and something else that mm-hmm. he talks about. Mm-hmm. The other things that we, you know, falsely I um, characterize with happiness. So I, I do think it people are under a lot of pressure to maintain their gratitude when they're on social media. And then also he, he talks about gratefulness as sort of like this openness to life, open to the opportunities and open to the experiences, all of it that life can bring your way, good and bad. So the opposite of that would be fearfulness Mm. where you are so afraid of things happening or not happening in the way that you want them to Mm -hmm. control control and again i think that everything um can go back to fear i think in social media like fear that you don't have enough friends Mm -hmm. fear that you're not liked enough fear that you know your um, job doesn't pay enough that your kids aren't smart enough i mean just anything and everything i think because these are the fruits of comparison Mm. and this is the fruit of where everybody just brings these um manicured versions of themselves Mm -hmm. actually i feel like the way that we try to mitigate fear is through control Mm -hmm. and so i think this is a very controlled way of like presentation Mm -hmm. and very true trying to get the response that we want yeah there's no yeah it's not you can't control it though and then that induces like more anxiety Mm -hmm. and even if you can control your profile and the narrative about yourself and your family that you create it's not real Mm -hmm. it doesn't match what reality looks like so in his ted talk he talks about how do we do this if a grateful heart is the key to happiness how do you have a grateful heart He says, it's the same method of crossing the street. You stop, you look, and then you go. He meant this in like a mindfulness kind of way where you stop in the present moment and Mm. you, and you take pause to look around you and to take things in, you know, kind of like make up your mind about what you want to do next or what opportunity you want to seize next and then to go Mm. into the future with that, like into the next moment. But the thing about it is, the way that social media is designed is it doesn't stop. You're constantly on um, Facebook or, or Instagram or Twitter, right? Like they're, the feed is constantly being refreshed. Oh, yeah. And then also when you go on TikTok, okay, disclaimer, I don't know how TikTok works like all the way yet, but from the little bit that I have been on it, it's just this nonstop of mm-hmm. real after real mm-hmm. after real after real after real. Mm-hmm. How can somebody be mindful? Yeah. How can somebody stop and take in the moment or be present enough? Right. Like if stopping and taking pause is the key to the beginning of cultivating gratitude, mm. then I think social media is the end of gratitude. So that really jumped out at me, his, yeah. his talk. Whoa, that was good. You know, in that infographic from the hospital on social media safety, they talk about teaching your kids the acronym THINK. We should post this graphic somewhere. We'll, yeah, okay. we, maybe we'll post we'll. it somewhere. To teach your kids, um, in order to prevent cyberbullying and um, trolling and things like that, like to make sure that what your kid posts and also what they are consuming 
and bringing into their minds that those comments meet the criteria T-H-I-N-K, which stand for, is it true? Is it helpful? Inspiring, necessary, and kind. And again, like this is great. And you know, this, this will definitely be helpful in kind of like trying to strengthen our kids' inner voices and sense mm-hmm. of self-worth so that they can navigate the waters of social media. But again, those waters are relentless. Mm-hmm. And so while I think that these how-to skills of navigating all of it is helpful, it's also just, it feels like you're sailing out into choppy seas in a canoe. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But it's almost like finding ways to cope with it when, I mean, I honestly just think like we should just do away with it somehow or like just really scale this back because I don't think anyone believes that this will become any less you know, that social media will become smaller. Mm -hmm. It's only getting bigger. I think people are trying to find ways to cope with Mm -hmm. within this like giant thing. But then it feels so silly to think that we can use these like, I mean, I'm sure in some ways it does help. I think the only ways we can protect Mm -hmm. our families is by us being more disciplined and Mm -hmm. creating more boundaries for our own mental health around Mm -hmm. social media. Yeah, But that is a tall task Mm -hmm. because then that means that I have to stop the doom scrolling at Mm -hmm. 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. And I have to put my phone away when I'm with my kids, which Mm -hmm. like, honestly, for me, I don't like to be on my phone much around the kids, which means after I put them down, is when like my yeah, yeah. I, my quote office hours begin. I call them office hours, but it's like the worst yeah. office hours ever. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Sophie does this thing where if I have my phone like on the couch somewhere and I like walk away from it, she's, you know, she'll pick it up and be like, mommy, mommy, yes. your phone. She's like, follows me with it. Like it's our tail that we left behind. <laughs> yeah. My life support. She's yeah. like, she's not going to survive without this. Yes, yeah. totally. Um, yeah. That, whenever she does that, I'm always like, oh, it just like kills me. Do you want to talk about this band? Well, we can touch on it real quickly. I yeah. mean, I think most, I think people know about the the social media ban that's in, in the news. It? In my like very rudimentary thinking, I'm kind of like all for it. And, you know, we have all the studies about like depression, suicide, all the studies and all the data about what's STSD? It stands for secondary traumatic stress disorder, as opposed to PTSD, where you're the one experiencing the trauma and the effects thereafter. STSD occurs when you're not the one undergoing it. However, you witness somebody else going through it. It shows the same symptoms of PTSD. Oh, I see, I see. One writer, Jay Caspian King from in The New Yorker, he said, most people appear to agree that something should be done to protect the kids from what sure seems like an addictive product. Mm-hmm. But almost none of those people really know what that something is, mm-hmm. nor would they presumably be willing to curtail their own online consumption mm-hmm. to help save the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it goes back to what you're saying. Um, I feel like this is, it really isn't something to take lightly. I, I think like the way that we have been. Mm-hmm. All the debate about like the benefits or the the pros and the cons, you know, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like I honestly don't know, you know. And to think that this is not going to go away, like this social media problem is not, it's just going to get bigger. Right. The it's only, only thing that I can think is, yeah, we like we as like self aware people mm-hmm. or people who can become self aware can put our phones down. Should we put our own phones down for tonight? <laughs> yeah, but everybody tune in. Everybody use their phones and yeah, tune we have to in. Pick it up one more time. To- <laughs> actually put this out there <laughs> this is very conflicting well, i still want to be relevant i still want people to right. know i'm alive yeah i still want to post cute pics you know 
<laughs> Easter pick coming at you. <laughs> Should we call it a night? Yeah. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. 